This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. 7.36 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokdar with Keith Kam. In half an hour, we have The Breakfast Grill. Who's in the hot seat today, Keith? Yeah, so it's Cheng Chi Pan. He's the CEO of Sanjun Biotech, uh, which is a company that does everything from uh, looking after the health of humans and animals, your livestock and your pets. Um, they also deal in, in CPO trading. And of late, they started doing financial services, giving um, money lending services to SMEs. They're like a jack of all trades. I hope, well, I hope that they are good at what they do. Uh, <laughs> we're going to find out at 8 a.m., um, you know, when I speak to Ching Chi Pan. All right. Stay tuned for that conversation in about half an hour. We're turning our attention now, though, to what's happening in France. Despite long running protests, the French Senate on Saturday passed President Emmanuel Macron's unpopular pension reform plan by a vote of 195 to 112. The reforms aim to raise the retirement age by two years from 62 to 64 and increase the number of years of work required to claim a full pension. Macron's cabinet says the reforms are essential to prevent the pension system from falling into deficit and younger people carrying the burden. However, the proposed changes have been fiercely resisted by unions which have launched a series of strikes since January and have crippled services including garbage collection and fuel deliveries. So following the Senate adoption of the bill, it will next be reviewed by a joint committee of lower and upper house lawmakers with a final vote potentially taking place as early as this Thursday. But the outcome of any vote remains uncertain in the lower chamber, the National Assembly, where Macron's party needs allies' votes for a majority. What are the political scenarios that could play out and how will this impact Macron's political future? For some thoughts on this, we have with us Professor Peter McPhee, Emeritus Professor of History at the University of Melbourne. Peter, good morning. Thanks as always for joining us. Can we start by just trying to understand why there's such a vehement objection to President Macron's attempt to raise the retirement age and reform pensions? Oh, the retirement age and the uh, accessibility of pensions is a key part of what French people uh, describe as the French social model. That's to say that uh, the French state is seen to have uh, a fundamental function to uh, guarantee French people solidarity, security, reasonable comfort um, uh, post-retirement. And the age of retirement, therefore, is a crucial dimension in that, in that social model. In 1982, 40 years ago, President Mitterrand, a socialist uh, president, reduced the retirement age from 65 to 60 in one hit, uh, which obviously in terms of social well-being was very popular, but it did create this fundamental tension about the way in which Uh, pensions were to be paid for at a time of rising life expectancy. Uh, But that's the the French social model and its popularity, the way that French people have fought for it over generations, is what means that this reform is really uh, causing great tension. Peter, there there were alternative proposals to the pension reforms like higher taxes and contributions from uh, the wealthy. Would these measures have more popular support and were they considered by the government? Oh, and certainly there were uh, there were economists as well as uh, people on the left and trade unions who said, look, the answer to this imbalance between uh, the funding of pensions uh, and their expense could be met by increasing taxation on the well-to-do. Uh, the problem that uh, Macron's government faced that followed that, that particular uh, proposal was that 
French taxes are already relatively high in the European setting. So that the marginal tax rate of 45% is quite high for Europe. The corporate tax rate of 30% is high for Europe. Uh, the consumption tax, the VAT rate of 20% is very high. So one of the concerns of the Macron government was that any increase in taxes to pay for this, particularly among the well-to-do, uh, might result in uh, enterprises relocating in, in other parts of Europe where tax rates were, were lower. Mm. Hence the determination simply to push through an increase in retirement age, an increase in the age at which people would be eligible to get the full pension. So as we've said, there have been long-running protests against this move, That, uh, but the French Senate did pass uh, this reform bill. Um, how big of a win is this for Macron? And do you think that the outcome of the bill going through at the final stage, is that assured? It's a big win for Macron. It was a key element of his re-election platform uh, as president last year. And he's going to be able, if it goes through, he's going to be able to say, look, I've delivered on this. It was a tough reform, but necessary. Uh, even though his party does not have a majority in the National Assembly and is reliant on stitching together an alliance on uh, on all of these key legislative issues, I think there's a, a, a high chance that it'll go through. And up his sleeve, he has a very controversial element of the French Constitution, mm. which is Article 49.3, which gives a government the right to push through a reform uh, despite majority opposition if it relates to the budget. So if necessary, uh, the Macron government could simply say, even if we lose the vote in the, in the lower house and the National Assembly, we're going to push through this uh, reform and rely on clause 49.3. Uh, that's uh, risky because it's always a very unpopular anti-democratic measure as people see it. And also, because if it's lost, uh, it can trigger a, a no-confidence motion and potentially the fall of the government. But I think uh, the latest polls suggest that something like 80% of French people believe that the bill will ultimately be passed. The size of the protest, they seem to have waned over the weekend. I mean, the, the Gilets Jaunes um, uh, protesters, they've been going at it since uh, 2018, if I, if I remember correctly. Yes. Opinion polls show that the majority of voters also oppose uh, Macron's plan. So the slim majority support strike actions by uh, the, the unions as well. So will pushing through these reforms cause lasting political damage for Macron and his party? I mean, he's obviously not going to run again, but to his uh, party. Yes, I mean, you make a key point there, and that is that uh, he's not eligible to, to run again as president, so he won't be there in, in uh, 2027. Uh, but his party is very much um, uh, a personal party, uh, the Renaissance Party or the Born Again Party, as it's now, now called. And I think if this bill goes through, it will accelerate the unpopularity of his party, to be sure. But he sees it as uh, an unnecessary reform. We need to bear in mind, of course, this fundamental issue that in 1970, uh, the number of years that people could uh, hope to live for post-retirement in, in France was uh, about 17 years. Today, it's about 25. And so there is this fundamental issue of how to, to pay for what is a very good, very strong social welfare system and, and, and pension system. Um, 
dismantling that uh, to some extent Macron can see as a triumph, but there's no doubt that it will have a negative effect on, on his party. That means, uh, would that mean the rise of um, the right-wing uh, leader, Marine Le Pen, if um, you know, the left-wing Renaissance party isn't in the picture anymore? Oh, that's one of the likely outcomes is that there is, is going to be an increase in votes for uh, the, the right wing, the, uh, the national rally, as it's uh, now called under the new president, uh, Bordella. Um, but it will also likely mean an increase in the votes for the, uh, for the hard left, uh, the party of Jean-Luc Mélenchon. Mm. Um, back in 2010, President Sarkozy pushed through an increase in the retirement age from 60 to 62. Very similar protests, very, very similar uh, divisions, very similar outcome. And at that point, the, the same thing happened, that there was an increase in votes going to the, the hard right and the hard left. And I suspect that the same will happen this time, that uh, people will uh, move away from the centre-right party of, of, of uh, Macron and vote instead for more conservative or more left-wing parties, yes. Turning our attention to um, other issues, Macron met with his UK counterpart Rishi Sunak over the weekend also, and um, this saw a bilateral deal signed to address refugees trying to cross the channel. Um, are we going to see more coordinated approaches between both countries in dealing with migrants, and what kind of impact do you see this having on those seeking asylum in Europe? Yes, this is a really big one. Um, because what effectively Prime Minister Sunak did was to uh, offer the offer France no less than five hundred million pounds across three years uh, to bolster their defences against people uh, opting the, the small boat solution to try and get across the English Channel, which of course uh, has caused terrible human catastrophes. Uh, as well as posing that problem for the British government about what to do with people if they do manage to, to cross. Britain has a, a pretty tough attitude towards um, granting political asylum. And it's really looking to this measure, above all, to, to try and prevent people actually leaving France in the first place. The other part of the British solution, which is to relocate um, uh, asylum seekers in a third country, is going to be very difficult to implement. The key policy there is this one, working with the French government to try and stop people actually leaving France to try and get across the channel. It'll have a, if it succeeds, it will have a significant effect uh, in dissuading people from trying to get to France in the first place and, of course, then trying to get to, to England after that. So it's a, it's a very significant measure. It's also of interest, of course, because... This is the first time since Brexit that there's been such a deliberate attempt at cross-channel cooperation between France and Britain. Mm. Peter, thank you so much for speaking with us. That was Professor Peter McPhee, Emeritus Professor of History at the University of Melbourne, talking to us about the planned pension reforms in France and how that's impacting the debate and um, political landscape there. Yeah, it's interesting to see uh, the shift in in, uh, in in politics, political alliances in in, in France, especially when um, the next election comes up in a, in a few years' time. Definitely, and you made such a good point: the fact that uh, yeah. President Macron is not going to run again. He is uh, yeah. he doesn't need to worry about himself. Uh, but again, how will that impact his party? And looking back in history, how retirement age increases, uh, what's that? What that has done to just the political divide? It's fascinating stuff. Uh, we're coming up to seven forty-eight in the morning. 
evening. We're heading into some messages, but when we come back, we will discuss the waning fortunes of Bursatu. Stay tuned to BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.